This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio gets the job done right with help from our trusted contributors at the Ontario College of Trades. That's right. I am back here and I am with our trusted contributor, Tyler Charlebois from the Ontario College of Trades. And it has been a busy 2016 in the trades, even busier for those who regulate and promote skilled trades like carpentry, mechanics and plumbing. And Tyler is here to give us a recap of 2016. We will also take your calls and questions about anything trade related. Um, I have a couple of my own stories, but it can be very scary this time of year. If you notice something going wrong a few days before Christmas, I vey. (laughs) Not something Santa Claus usually says. Tyler, welcome (laughs) and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Libby. Yeah, we just wanted to remind and sort of talk to folks uh, and to your listeners just about the year that we've had. We brought in mechanics and we brought in a plumber and an electrician to talk about the renovations that folks are doing on their homes, either retrofits for their parents moving in or an elderly family member or for their own home. And I think it's just important that we're always talking about getting qualified people into your home so you don't have the sticker shock at the end when you realize, A, you've paid someone and they've done it incorrectly and you've got to get someone back in or there was an accident. So that's that's a key thing that we wanted to remind the listeners about is as we go into and we close out 2016 and we move into 2017, what are your New Year's resolutions, right? If, you're, if you've got a renovation coming up that you think you want to tackle on your home or your cottage in 2017, make that resolution to make sure you're searching for a qualified individual uh, and getting those reference checks and actually speaking to the folks who had the work done by them. Yeah, well, you know, if you do a little work in advance, it's going to save you a lot of grief afterwards. Exactly. That's It's always key to sort of do your homework, do your due diligence first, and ask the questions. Don't be afraid. If you're going after, if you're looking at hiring someone, you're going to spend, and especially with the work that's being done in electrical and plumbing and renovations, these are not small jobs. They're often big jobs. They're an investment that you're making, and then you're and you're putting them into an asset, your home, your car, and you want to make sure that you're you're adding value, not sort of taking away the value by having the job done. Uh, poorly or incorrectly from someone who isn't actually certified to do the work. Give me an idea of what you folks have been doing uh, in terms of uh, finding out about people who were not certified, uh, uh, you know, just in terms of getting this all sorted out and easy for people to search. Yeah, so we've, you know, one of the things that we do at the Ontario College of Trades is we have enforcement officers, compliance and enforcement officers. uh, There are 50 of them throughout the province. So their job every day is to go in to uh, to go in and, and answer calls uh, that they've got from, from complaints from citizens, from the public, where they've called and they've complained about a tradesperson that they've worked with or they've heard about, um, or they do random inspections on businesses. 
uh, a lot in the motive power sector. So going into garages and body shops and making sure that the individuals that are doing the work on those vehicles are actually certified and properly trained to do that work. Uh, do you key. have any numbers on how many people you may have found that were not certified? Uh, yeah, we found actually uh, uh, this year we found about over about 1,500 Wow. People who were uncertified. And some of those people are just getting them into a they didn't know they needed to be, uh, getting them registered into an apprenticeship program, which is often what we do. We like to focus not just on the enforcement aspect, but also on the compliance and saying, okay, so if you didn't know the law, you didn't know you needed to be, how do we make sure that we get you into a program to get the proper training and certification so you can continue to do the work? And that's key. So we've got those programs in place when we find someone who isn't certified to say, how do we get you into an apprenticeship program or how do we go through what we've got is the trade equivalency uh, assessment, which can say, okay, you've been working in this industry illegally for a while. How do we let's get you into compliance and get you actually certified in that trade? And how do people usually react? Are they usually cooperative or or do they kind of walk away and they think they'll get away with it somewhere else? Uh, You know, I think that there's a there's a handful of people who think that they can get away and that doesn't the law doesn't apply to them. But it is the law that in 22 trades in the province of Ontario, as of right now, in February, it'll go to 23, uh, that they need to be certified in that trade. So we're talking plumber, we're talking electrician, we're talking um, mechanics, so uh, automotive service technicians. We're talking hairstylists is also a certified trade. And in February, uh, sprinkler, uh, fire, fire, sprinkler and fire protection installer will also be a certified trade. So those people who are in putting in all the sprinkler systems in retirement homes. Well, that condos, makes sense. Yeah, there's, be a, there's a pretty big downside to not doing that right. Exactly. And that, you know, we had support from the file marshal and the firefighters and police about making sure that that trade, because there is a, a strong connection to consumer protection and people actually risk of harm. There was, I think if you don't remember, a couple of years ago, there was yes. a lot of fires in seniors' homes. Yes, yes. And if things are not properly done by properly trained and certified individuals, you can have, you can have accidents happen. Okay, people, uh, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740 and toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. I'm here with Tyler Charlebois, who is our trusted contributor from the Ontario College of Trades. We're talking about the year in review, and we're also taking your questions about uh, anything, about any uh, question you have about work that has to be done by the trades, how do you make sure that somebody you may have hired to do work in your home is qualified and certified and legal? What recourse do you have if that's not the case? All of those questions we are here to answer. And again, the number is 416-360-0740, toll-free one 866-744-740. And Tyler, is there any one branch where uh, most of the problems or violations seem to occur? Uh, we are finding, as I just mentioned, we're finding a lot of uh, uncertified individuals in the automotive sector and in body shops. And they're so doing what, they, what? Are they so doing the doing, body work or the mechanics? So they're doing the body work. They're doing uh, oil change, that kind of stuff. So when you're bringing your car in to any dealership or any uh, auto shop asked to see the qualifications that asked the mechanic or the individual that's working on your vehicle is actually certified. So they'll have a what we call a certificate of qualification and they should have a card from the Ontario College of Trades that they can show you that they are certified and active members. And have you found them in dealerships or just in, in uh, smaller auto mechanic shops? Uh, we were finding them across the sector. 
So motor power is one because it's not it's different than the construction sector, which is heavily unionized. Motor power sector is not heavily unionized. And so there's often uh, more individuals just coming into the trade. And so we've been finding a lot and there hasn't been a lot of oversight in that sector before the college came about. Uh huh. And um, when people say, oh, I didn't know I had to be certified, do you uh, believe them? Um. Some, you know, we, we, we take we, we do take their concerns and we do listen to that because we do hear that. And sometimes it's like, well, you should have known, but you didn't. And so we're going to, you know, we do take, uh, you know, that's why we call them compliance and enforcement officers because it's not all enforcement. Uh, a lot of it is also making sure we get them into compliance because that's ultimately what we want is compliance with, with the law. And so, again, you're finding these people and they're not certified. They don't have their papers, but... Uh would you say that more often than than not they are doing work properly or is it kind of a mixed bag uh you don't know i would say often we are finding folks who are doing who are doing the work properly they just don't have the qualifications and they don't have the paperwork and that's key because it is it's what you need so we do that's where we we work with them on the compliance side to say let's get you into an apprenticeship program if you haven't been doing it for a number of years so we can get you the proper because there are other elements that you need and, and the safeties you need to actually be certified to do write off some of those safeties on vehicles what about insurance ramifications if you get work done and it's not done by somebody who is certified uh, and something happens what happens then so that's what we've always, you know, talked to, uh, you know, homeowners about is really on the insurance side is that if you have the work done and it's not by someone who in a compulsory trade, uh, if you, and they're not actually qualified to do the work, it actually may up and it may result in that you negate your insurance policy um, when your insurance finds out that you didn't use someone who is actually uh, certified to do that work, and that's what caused some of the damage. Uh, so what we always talk to is do that due diligence, do your homework because you're putting the money in and if something happens, you want to get the money back. Uh, we've also been working with the Insurance Bureau of Canada to talk to them about making sure that they're looking at and asking for those qualifications back, that when you're doing, when they're paying money out, that they're paying it out to certified individuals. Okay, so is, is, is that something that they have not been doing? I wouldn't say that it's not something they've not been doing. It's something we want to make sure since we're here. So the college opened up in 2013, opened our doors in 2013. So we've only been around for about three years. So there is still a level of education with other sort of regulators and other associations to get them in, uh, informed of the law in terms of how the Ontario College of Trades works and how we can work together to protect uh, citizens and the public. That's obviously our, our one of our number one priorities. Okay, we have to take a quick break. I'm here with Tyler Charlebois, our trusted contributor from the Ontario College of Trades. We're talking trades and uh, how to make sure that you are getting your work certified, what the ramifications of of it can be if that is not the case. It can affect your insurance, can affect all kinds of things. The numbers to call before we go, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We'll be back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I'm here with Tyler Charlebois, our trusted contributor from the Ontario College of Trades. And we're talking about everything trades related. We're going to go right to the phones. We've got Harry in Toronto. Hello, Harry. Hi. How are you? Good, thanks. Great. Uh, I'm, a, uh, I'm with the College of Trades. I'm an electrician. 
I'm up to date. Uh, my union has been getting us all excited, as well as plumbers and uh, the compulsory trades, as to uh, the omnibus bill, Bill 70. And I just wanted to know what your guest um, has an opinion on it or any information on it. Okay, well, first, if somebody could enlighten the rest of us on what Bill 70 is. Sure, I, I can do that. So Bill 70 was the uh, budget bill, so the fall economic statement from the uh, Minister of Finance. Yeah. So it had the fall economic statement as well as amended 26 other okay, statutes. Okay, that number got lost in my brain, yeah. of course. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so Bill 70 included Schedule 17, which was amendments, uh, legislative amendments to the Ontario College of Trades and Apprenticeship Act uh, that stemmed from a report that came out by uh, Mr. Tony Dean. Uh, so these recommendations look at uh, the way and putting forward a clear uh, and public policy related to compliance and enforcement. So everyone knows from the get-go how our enforcement and compliance and enforcement officers will be operating out in the field, as well as looking at uh, the trade classification review process. So whether how a trade is classified either as compulsory or voluntary. Um, so those are the, the, the big elements that were in the bill. Uh, that bill passed on December 8th, and uh, we've got a, a statement on our website as now we will move forward uh, to uh, deliver on these legislative amendments as they're written in work with uh, this, our stakeholders and our members, uh, like yourself, Harry, as we go forward to uh, how do we strengthen, A, the college, as well as to make sure and, and focus on our key priority, which is the protection of uh, the public as well as uh, those working in the trades. And uh, are, are any compulsory trades being eliminated? You know, you're adding some. No. Uh, so not right now. So uh, we have 22. There'll be 23, as I said, in February mm-hmm. with uh, Sprinkler Fire Protection Installer. Um in order for a trade to sort of be delisted to become a voluntary trade, they'd have to go through a classification review. Uh, and that process uh, switches now from the college now back to um, a sort of a secretariat within the Ministry of Labor. Okay, so that's complicated uh, it's a complicated. Process. It's a complicated process, yes. But okay. it, that comes from a request from the trade. So the trade itself would have to say, we would uh, like to no longer be a compulsory trade. Uh, or we would like to be a compulsory trade um, if they're a voluntary trade. Okay. Uh, thanks a lot for your call, Harry. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Let's go to Keith in Selkirk. Hello, Keith. Hi, how are you today? Fine, how are you? Not too bad, thank you. Um, I just wanted to comment. Um, your guest there made the statement that um, our governments are concerned mainly with safety, and um, I tend to disagree with that. I think it's more they're concerned with making more money from charging for permits and qualifications and that. And the reason I say that is because um, I was born and raised in Ontario, went out to B.C. for uh, 15 years, and I got my RV ticket. I spent four years apprenticeship there, which is two more than in, in Ontario. I came back with my propane gas ticket, which the code book was written in Scarborough, Ontario, but when I arrived in Ontario, my journeyman ticket wasn't any good, and my um, propane ticket wasn't any good. And they wanted, uh, at that point, this is in 03, they wanted me to rewrite both exams for a minimum of $150 each. And meanwhile, like I say, my code book was out of Scarborough, Ontario. It was the same code as here, but they had to have more money to write the ticket. And so I... Um, I just refused to do it. I thought, I'm not doing this, so I just cancel it, and I haven't worked in the RV trade since. And I think they discourage tradespeople because they put so many regulations on them. 
And I think your guest, if you asked him, as far as uh, propane or natural gas, when I went out to out west, there was four tickets uh, that you could get for that regarding vehicles, appliances, and that. And now there's over 20. And I, I think I think the government's actually working against itself. Of course, it's all about money, in my opinion. Okay, let's uh, let's hear a response, Keith. Thanks for your call. Keith, okay, thank, thank you. Uh, thanks for your call, Keith. I would mention to you. Uh, so obviously, the college wasn't around in 2003. That so that would have all worked through the ministry at the time of training college and universities. Uh, one of the you know the College of Trades is and was set up to look at consumer protection. That's a core mandate that we have, and that's protecting the public uh, from uncertified workers in the compulsory trades and for making sure that we're protecting uh, those who are doing the work in the trades, and that's looking at the training standards and making sure they're up to date for apprentices and journey persons. One of the elements that we have put in place that we that we have is called the trade, quali- the trade qualification assessment, that's a T, and that takes into account looking at if you have your training in another province or territory in, the, in, in Canada, that we can do the assessment to get you your Ontario certificate of qualification here, um, or if you're from international as well. So we do have that process. So if Keith maybe uh, should try again if it, he's Keith? got his stuff? Yeah, if you're interested, Keith, I would say check out our website, collegetrades.ca, and, and go for, look at the, under T. It's under the public section uh, tab of our website, T, the Trade Equivalency Assessment, or just give us a call uh, at, uh, at the college and we can, uh, someone can walk you through that process if you're interested. But I would say the College of Trades, we are focused on consumer protection, and that's why we have enforcement officers out there going after the uncertified in the underground economy to make sure that if you're in one of those 22 compulsory trades, uh, that you are certified, and that's why we do this show every month to help tell uh, the public and consumers to check the qualifications of those that you're bringing into work to do work on your home, on your vehicle, cottage, and, or condo. And it's it's interesting that since you came in, uh, you might be making life easier as opposed to more complicated for people who come from other provinces that are, you know, not that different from us. Definitely, and we work a lot with the other uh, the other provinces and territories too. How do we streamline and make sure that the education, uh, when it comes to a trade, is the same? Because carpentry in in Ontario is but should be the same as carpentry in BC or in Alberta, um, and so we do uh, that work to try and do that sort of harmonization and, and that making that seamless transfer. Um, sometimes it doesn't always work out, but we do try our best, and we will uh, work with you, Keith, if you would uh, if you want to continue to uh, get your license and be certified here in the province of Ontario in those trades. Okay, well, and maybe if Keith follows up, we'll follow up too. Let's go to Jim in Hanover. Hello, Jim. Hello. Uh, I was just wondering, sir, to your guest, uh, how much uh, time do you spend, let's say, would you go around to high schools and promote trades and try and get people interested in learning a trade? Uh, do, you, do you do that at all? We do, Jim, actually. So I, as I said, our, our sort of number one priority for the college is consumer protection. Our number two or sort of, you know, one B is promotion of the trades. So we do go to high schools. We do go to meet with guidance counselors. We do presentations and do all the different youth events to promote uh, the trades is a viable career option. All 156 trades that we have in the province of Ontario, uh, we promote them all. We actually just uh, launched a campaign today uh, that you'll start seeing on TV, actually, that focuses on uh, the trades that are involved in the film and TV industry. So you want to be an electrician, you don't have to just do residential. You actually could be working uh, with some of the biggest uh, TV and movie stars 
or a carpenter or a chef or a hairstylist. They all work in those trades. So trying to show and engage the youth in uh, look and sort of expand your mind of where the trades can take you because it's yeah, limitless. It, trades people make a good living. You know, it, it can be a lot better than coming out of university with with a Bachelor of Arts and then ending up uh, as a barista. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, I, I wouldn't disparage that. But what I would say is that's exactly what we speak with folks who are finishing their apprenticeship or just completed. And I talk to some of them. They're in their mid-20s, early 30s, and they own two houses. They got a truck. They got a skidoo. They got everything. And I'm like, hmm. I think I picked the wrong career as a communicator <laughs> and I probably should have got into the trades, but they do very well. And, you know, you, a trade is all about earn while you learn. So while you're in the trade, you're actually making money. You're not sitting in a classroom paying to that post-secondary institution. You're actually making money and getting paid. So uh, you're, uh, you're limiting your debt quite considerably when you choose As opposed to as adding to it while you're in school. Jim, are you a trades person or were you or are your kids trades in the trades? No, I had three trades, three licensed trades. I was a tractor-trailer mechanic, refrigeration operator, and I ended up finishing up as a station engineer. That's awesome. You know, uh, Jim, we talk a lot about the trades and and encourage, and and we would encourage all the listeners here, if they've got kids or grandkids, uh, to help them pursue a career in the trades. At least let them explore it. Because, you know, as Libby said, and, and I've said they are, you know, talk to a tradesperson, they do do very well financially. Yeah, because I, I worked uh, at a hospital, and I left there after 15 years. I got another job as a station engineer. Uh, I got $2 an hour less and made $10,000 a year more because it was private. Okay, well, there you go. I'm I'm not sure the math on that. I guess you worked more hours. Yeah, I worked more hours, and I got time and a half for the weekends. I didn't do get that at the hospital. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> the difference between public and private sector often, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the other way around. That was our last item. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it's a lot better in the private sector. Uh, Jim, thanks very much for your call and Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and thank you. Okay. Bye. So uh, before we go, um, this morning uh, my husband calls me down and uh, there's little water coming out of our fridge. And I said, uh, if we can't, if this doesn't stop, like we're going to have to call a plumber. And he said, no, I'm not sure it's a plumber. It's no. a it's an appliance. For, so who who do we call? <laughs> so so if you were, so our last show we had yeah. on Brandy, yes, uh, and she was a uh, refrigeration heating and re, uh, refrigeration and heating. Mechanic. So we call so Brandy. HVAC. So you would call that, uh, yes, because I think it's a little bit bigger than a small appliance mechanic. Uh, so you so you can look on that, or even if you there should be a, a notice on the uh, the sort of factory warranty who you purchased it from, they might be able to also help as well. Okay. So you can call. <laughs> But that's. I think it stopped. I think it was a quirky thing. Okay. Yep. But so is it a newer fridge or an older fridge? It's about um, four years old. Oh, four you or five. Shouldn't run into those kinds of problems. Yeah, it might have been you know opening and closing the freezer. Or Some something. of it could be yeah. condensation. Yeah. Uh, or if someone spilled the ice cubes that you were trying to make. Okay. Hopefully, knock on wood, maybe that's all it was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. We uh, we only have a couple of minutes left, uh, and again, this was the question. You know, it's uh, I can recall a couple of uh, Christmas time disasters. So, what do people do this time of year? If something happens, and uh, hello, it's Christmas time. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so definitely that's why I would say go to our website, collegeoftrades.ca. Uh, go uh, right on the homepage. You'll find a section that says find a tradesperson. 
and you go on there and that's where you can verify the credentials of an individual you're bringing into your home and soon we will have uh, a feature that we're actually go- where you can actually find a tradesperson based off their location and their trade so that'll be launching in the new year where you can say because we've had a caller and it stemmed from a call we had on this show oh great of one of your listeners in Barrie was like I need to find a carpenter and we said we know carpenters and we know some that are in Barrie but we don't have it searchable like that for the public so we are adding that feature in the new year where the public can go on by location and by trade to find someone but, who's certified. But will you, they'll be certified, but that won't exactly be a, a recommendation. It's not a recommendation. It's only saying that they are certified to do that trade. You still have to do your due diligence to check their qualifications and, and get there and get references. That's still key, but you're passing that one hurdle that they're actually certified to do the work, which uh, means they've gone through the and, training. Yeah. And what's a quick way to do that? Okay. Say you wake up and the fridge is leaking. You so, got to get somebody <laughs> in quickly. So, so a quick way right now is I would still you can still use Google, still use word of mouth, uh, but ask and they verify their qualifications and then uh, ask for references as well when you get it. Okay, and uh, this uh, is going to be the last one for this year. What would you like to leave us with, Tyler? So again, leave everybody with as a sort of New Year's resolution. If you're getting into uh, uh, a renovation project that you are checking their qualifications. So the public register at collegeoftrades.ca, verify that you're bringing someone into your home to do work that is actually uh, certified to do that job when it's in one of the 22 compulsory trades in the province. Uh huh. And okay, so uh, we're going to do that. And uh, again, just to remind people that uh, as of February, there will be one more one that more, a, yeah. So as one? of February, there'll be 23 compulsory trades in the province of Ontario. Uh, that 23rd trade will be uh, sprinkler protection and fire installer. Uh, so those are folks coming into doing a lot of the work to install the sprinkler systems and fire protection systems in uh, residential and. And uh, also reminding you that uh, if you or you have kids or grandkids and they're uh, casting around thinking about what to do with their lives, it's a, it's a good profession and they'll do well. They will. And, uh, you know, we've got a, a whole website dedicated to youth called earnwhileyoulearn.ca, which goes through some of the, the nuts and bolts of getting into an apprenticeship or getting into a trade. So. Okay. Tyler Charlebois, our trusted contributor from the Ontario College of Trades. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we will see you in 2017. Perfect. Thanks, Libby, and happy holidays to all of your uh, listeners out there. Thank you so much. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.